So being rejected is probably one of the most painful experiences that we will go through in our lives. When we think of rejection, we can think of big rejections, we can think of small rejections. Sometimes we even underestimate the rejection that we've experienced in our own lives because we think it's not as big as somebody else's rejection. But all rejection hurts, whether it's big or small. Again, rejection can be parents who reject their children, or children who reject their parents, or siblings who reject each other, also friends. Rejection can come from divorce. Rejection can feel this, uh, this, uh, this feeling of rejection can come from being cheated on, experiencing infidelity. Maybe rejection from being misunderstood or falsely accused as human beings, feeling that rejection. Rejection from maybe being fired from a job, or maybe I applied for a job and I didn't get that job, and feeling that, uh, th- th- that rejection as well from that position. Receiving maybe a rejection letter from a college that I wanted to go to, or maybe receiving those grades in an email saying, hey, you didn't pass this exam, feeling that rejection. Rejection maybe is someone who all of a sudden has ghosted me on social media. I thought they were interested in me. I was good enough. Maybe this was relationship was going to go somewhere. Maybe just totally being ghosted and feeling that, again, that rejection. Rejection can come maybe from just constant comments that come from in-laws, whether it's a mother-in-law or father-in-law or a sister-in-law or brother-in-law, those constant comments which make me feel rejected like I'm not good enough. Right? I'm inadequate. I don't have what it takes. I'm never going to fit in with this family. Maybe it's even rejection from my Catholic faith, being mocked for praying, going to Mass, that you actually still believe in the Bible, that you're still preparing yourself or waiting for marriage, for this or that, and we can feel this type of rejection as well. So again, the worst part about rejection right, is after we have received rejection from people, oftentimes what happens is we then start to reject ourselves. So I've experienced this rejection from somebody else, but then I start to reject myself. I then start to think, because I've been rejected, I start to think, well, since I've been rejected, then I'm not good enough. Or because I've been rejected by this company, this place, employment where I wanted to work, I'm not smart enough. Or you know what, this college didn't want me, I just don't have what it takes. Or friends who've rejected me, or whoever it may be, I'm not loved. This is a constant rejection, whether we know it or not, in our head that continues to go on and on and on, and we don't even realize that it's happening. As if it's not bad enough, I've been rejected from outsiders. Now, internally, I'm constantly rejecting day in and day out. So, as if that's not even worse, then we start to project what we think about ourselves to God, thinking God rejects us. And what does that look like? That God doesn't love me or God is punishing me, or God has forgotten about me. So we have to be very careful about this cycle, this web that we get into when it comes to rejection. External rejections to me, I start to internalize that rejection, and I start to believe that about myself, and then I start to project that on God. It's a very vicious cycle, and the enemy loves, loves, loves that cycle. Once we start getting wrapped up in it, that web in our minds... When we experience rejection, one of two things can happen. To try to protect ourselves from ever being rejected again, one of two things happen. The first thing that can happen, we either become people pleasers, because I don't ever want to be rejected again. I hated how that felt, so I have to please everybody. Or I become extremely cold, 
and I cut everybody off. Those are the two extremes, right? We can become people pleasers when rejected. I will never say no to anybody. Whatever they ask me to do, I will say yes, even if it's uh, at the own, my own health is at risk. It doesn't matter. I will say yes. I will say yes, because I never, ever want to experience what I've experienced in the past, which is rejection. We're reminded of those memories. They didn't feel good. So I will always say yes to everyone. I will stress myself out. I will be overwhelmed. I will always be in a hurry. Why? Because I never, ever, ever want to experience what I've experienced in the past, which hurts so much, which is rejection. That's one extreme. And that's not good. (laughs) And then we have the other extreme, which is I'm extremely cold towards everybody. I won't build any relationships with anyone because I don't trust anybody. I won't let anybody into my life. I am cold towards the people not only who rejected me, but to protect myself, I will build no new relationships. I will keep everybody at an arm's distance. It's a defense mechanism as well. So either people please on one side of the spectrum or on the complete opposite side is feeling extremely cold towards people. In both of those situations, neither of those actually are good, right? Neither of those actually work because Jesus was not either of those. Jesus was not a people pleaser, and Jesus did not become extremely cold. So we think about, okay, so what is the balance between being a people pleaser to avoid rejection and that feeling or being extremely cold? What is in the middle? How should I be? And the answer is, is, is that we should be vulnerable, Vulnerability. What does that mean? What does the word vulnerability mean? Vulnerability defined is the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed either physically or emotionally. Jesus was vulnerable throughout his life. He spent 33 years on earth and he was extremely vulnerable. Not a people pleaser. Yes, man, whatever you want, absolutely walk all over me. And not a cold heartless person who wants to have nothing to do with anybody and keeps himself isolated and withdrawn from the world. Jesus was extremely vulnerable. But to be vulnerable is risky. (laughs) We don't want to be vulnerable. It's extremely risky because we don't want to be hurt. Nobody in here would raise their hand and say, I like being, I enjoy being rejected. I hope somebody rejects me today. Nobody says that. We don't want that. It doesn't feel good. And so since it doesn't feel good, nobody wants to be vulnerable. But again, as Christians, with the power of the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ, because he is our Savior, we're able to be like him, which is to be able to be vulnerable. Versus the yes man, the people pleaser, or the cold person. So by, if we think about it, we're still in this time of Christmas, we're still in this time of the Nativity, we're still in this time of the Epiphany. And so it takes us back to God, right? God, God himself, in the person of Jesus, took on a human flesh. And by becoming a person, by actually God becoming man, he exposed himself to the risk, to the risk of being rejected. That was a risk. He could have said, you know what, I don't know if I want to do this. Yes, I want to save my people, but I don't know if I want to be, uh, I, don't want to, I don't want to be risk of being rejected. I'm not sure if I want to do this. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus, again, was neither cold nor a people pleaser. 
Jesus wasn't rejected once or twice. Jesus was rejected, we say, from crib to the cross. If we just go to the crib right in Bethlehem, we know the story. Mary and Joseph are looking for a place, and Jesus experienced that rejection in Mary's womb. Sorry, there is no room here for you. That's a rejection. From the very beginning, as a small child in the crib, experienced rejection. Or the flight into Egypt, right? Moved by that ugly spirit we heard last week from King Herod, and that there was this rejection at the life of Jesus. They were, he was coming after him. He wanted to destroy him. So that rejection that he experiences well through that. What about in today's gospel? Jesus is in Nazareth. This is his homeland. And these are people he grew up with. Nazareth, Nazareth is not a big, uh, it's not a very big place. It, it, they say that there is anywhere from 200 to 350 people. You grew up with these people. You didn't leave your village. So he comes back 33 years later and he's saying, I'm here, I'm back, I'm the Messiah. And they're saying, prove it. Show us miracles. You did it down the street at Capernaum. Do it here too. And he says, no, I, I just want you to believe out of faith. And they say, that's not good enough. And what do they want to do? They wanted to kill him. So Jesus is still experiencing in today's gospel this rejection from his own brothers, sisters, the people he grew up with. Not physical brothers, that's for a different homily. But brothers that actually he grew up with. This rejection, get out of here, we want to kill you. And then all the way from crib, all the way to the cross. Jesus was rejected on the cross. All of his friends were nowhere to be seen except for John and Mary. Imagine as he looked down from the cross and he saw, where are my friends? Where are they? This is the most tough moment in my life, the toughest moment in my life. Where are my friends? So from crib to cross, Jesus experienced major rejection. And it doesn't stop there. Today, 2,000 years later, Jesus is still being rejected. He's rejected by us when we say no to him and yes to sin. He's rejected by non-Christians or even Christians or Catholics who say, I'm a believer, but I'm going to do it my way. This is how I want to live my life. Forget you, Jesus. Forget the church. It doesn't matter. I, I, I have my own agenda. Today, Jesus still experiences rejection. He actually feels that pain from today's gospel today. Because Jesus has his body in heaven. And emotions are a component of the body. Since he has his body, he feels hurt and rejected today. And we can either do something about that and help him to feel better in a world that's really cold. Or we can just contribute to that rejection that he's experiencing today. When we are rejected by others, and let me say something real quick, that we are going to be rejected as long as we live on this earth. Sometimes I talk to people, they say, Father, if I'm faithful and God loves me, why did my, my, my spouse do this to me? Why did they pack up their bags in the middle of the night and leave? I thought God loved me. And I remind them, and I remind all of us that while we live on this earth and we live with human beings who are not perfect and we live in this broken world, we will experience rejection. It's not that God wants us to be rejected. It's not that Jesus wanted to experience rejection from crib to cross, but it's going to happen. So to become cold is wrong. To be a people pleaser is wrong. To be vulnerable 
is the approach because Jesus gives us that strength. So just we'll end with three things to remember when rejected to keep us vulnerable rather than being cold or rather than being people pleasers. Number one, we remember, the first thing to remember when we, that exper- when we experience that rejection, because it will come at work, at school, at home. It will happen. First thing to remember, hurt people hurt people. If somebody has rejected me, it's only because they've experienced rejection in their own lives. You have to take a minute and just take a step back sometimes and say, you know what, rather than being cold towards this person, rather than cutting them out of my life, rather than hating them and having anger towards them and resentment and bitterness, and I'm depressed because I'm always thinking about this rejection that has happened 10 years ago. I can't let it go. It overwhelms me. It's good to do what Jesus did. They only hurt him because they were hurt people. And sometimes we forget to give people the benefit of the doubt. It doesn't mean I have to be best friends with that person, but it's an opportunity for me to just say, everyone has a story and I don't know everybody's story. Everyone has a past. Everyone's been hurt. And no, it's not okay that they have hurt me. And I should have the proper boundaries, but hurt people hurt people. I've hurt people. You've all hurt people. And we will continue to hurt people because we're broken and we're imperfect. And we live in an imperfect world. So let's give people the benefit of the doubt because we don't know people's lives and we don't know their history and we don't know why they're so hurt. That's number one. Remember, hurt people hurt people. Number two, I have to remember my identity. When rejected, I have to remember my identity. Because again, rejection makes me feel like I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I don't have what it takes, I'm not loved, fill in the blank. That's not my identity. He gets to determine what my identity is. Just because somebody made me feel inadequate by rejecting me, just because somebody has made me feel that I I don't have what it takes and I'm less worthy, I have less worth, that's opposite of what Jesus said on the cross. When we look at the cross, Jesus tells me what my identity is. I'm of infinite value. So if somebody wants to reject me and say, no, you're not worth a lot. I turn to the cross, and I remember the cross. And I say, no, Jesus, you've experienced it. I'm now experiencing it. My identity is not in what people say about me. My identity is in what you have done for me. Amen? Amen. We're out here allowing people to tell us who we are and what we are. are, Who we are and what we're not. But we look to Jesus and we say, you have made that very clear. Not my family, not my parents, not people I work with. So number one, hurt people hurt people. Number two, we have to remember our identity. And number three, we have to remember finally who our God is. That if we claim Jesus Christ is our Lord and our Savior, when we feel rejected, we turn to our God who knows what it's like to feel rejected. He doesn't want us again to feel rejected, but we turn to him and we bring that rejection to him immediately. And we say, Lord, this didn't feel good. This person just rejected me, and I bring it to you, Jesus, rather than holding on to it for months and years, which will make me angry, resentful, bitter, depressed. I bring it to you right now, now that it happened. I bring it to you. Because you, Jesus, my God, knows what it's like to go through rejection. I will not hold on to this, Jesus. 
I will give it to you. In this moment, not tomorrow, not next year, right now. And that's what's beautiful about Christianity. That's what differentiates Christianity from every other religion. Islam and Buddhist and so on and so forth. Our God knows what it's like to suffer. And being rejected is a form of suffering. So we're able to turn to our God who knows what it's like to go through that and say, I bring it to you, Lord. Take this now. It didn't feel good, but I ask for your help and your assistance. So brothers and sisters, all rejection, big or small, are one of the most painful experiences that we will go through in life. And although Jesus experienced much rejection, a lot of rejection from crib to cross, he never became a people pleaser, nor did he become cold towards others. He remained vulnerable. Many of us will come forward to receive Jesus in the most holy Eucharist today. And what will Jesus find in your soul? And what will Jesus find in my soul? A soul that remembers that hurt people hurt people, remembers their identity and worth, and remembers my God, Jesus Christ, also experienced rejection in times of rejection, therefore remaining vulnerable rather than cold? Or will Jesus find a soul that has forgotten that hurt people hurt people, forgot that their identity and worth comes from Jesus, and forgot my God, you, Jesus, have experienced rejection in times of rejection, and, there, and therefore have become very cold or become people pleasers? So brothers and sisters, we just sit here for a minute. We make a decision and just say, maybe I've been cold lately. Maybe I'm a people pleaser. Maybe I'm not as vulnerable as I need to be. But Jesus, you are my God, and you will give me the strength that I need to go into this already very cold and heartless world and make a difference. Amen?